Join us and be excited about our guests. We can't wait to show you what's behind the mask. Hey, everybody, and welcome to our new podcast series, Behind the Mask. My name is Oliver Kars, and I'm your host during this podcast series. This Behind the Mask podcast should give us the opportunity to look behind the mask of people in the logistics industry. We would like to talk to people of the industry who have something to say. And today, I have our first guest here in our first edition, and that is Eline de Vries. Eline is a Dutch content creator, vlogger, presenter, and most amazingly, also truck driver. Eline discovered her interest for trucks in 2012, I guess, and she will tell us about that later, and then did her driving license. And she uh, started all that as a hobby, but now it's a full-time job. Um, and she's driving trucks, she's promoting truck brands, she's writing about the industry, and she's a big promoter of truck drivers. So um, good to have you here. Hi, Eline. Hi, Oliver, and thank you for these nice words and for inviting me. It's good to be here. It's great to have you here. So um, where do I reach you right now? Are you on the road, maybe even on a truck? No, unfortunately not. Um, I'm currently at my office in Zwolle in the Netherlands. And, um, well, I'm surrounded by my own webshop items and skill models of trucks, of course. I'm editing videos and arranging things behind the scenes and getting prepared for some interesting projects that are coming up for next year. And I think that's good for now, um, but I really miss driving a truck at the moment. And luckily, um, I had the opportunity to do some test driving the past months, and I even did a promotional tour for one of the new truck models. But yeah, mind the gap between the steering wheel and the office. <laughs> I see, yeah. Uh, many of us are in, in home office right now, so I know the feeling. Uh, you are working somehow, but also somehow you are, it doesn't, doesn't really feel that, that you're on the road. Yeah? No, um, exactly. For, for this podcast series, we decided to always have an opening question and an end question. And um, the opening question we have here today is, who's your personal hero during this pandemic times? Is there somebody where you say, that's my hero, that person did something extraordinary well? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. Um, well, I don't think I have one person specifically. In my opinion, all people who contribute to uh, the running of society are heroes, including, of course, truck drivers. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's, of course, one of the key industries that keeps our life uh, running, uh, because everything we have at home is somehow has been transported by a truck. And, uh, and therefore, mm -hmm. I totally agree to you that also truck drivers are heroes here. I mentioned earlier that you that you left your full-time job at an insurance company, so a secure job, uh, and you mm -hmm. started uh, your own your own business under It's My Drive. Why did you do that? And what was your uh, motivation there? Mm, well, yeah, It's My Drive stands for uh, doing what you love and be proud of that, no matter what other people think or say, um, and just enjoy it to the fullest. Because actually, by coincidence, I found out that I wanted to get my driver's license. It was, as you mentioned, back in 2012 when I was recovering from a burnout at that moment. And I visited the Volvo Museum in Gothenburg. And you must know, I never sat in a truck cabin before and I knew really nothing about the transportation industry. So when I saw the truck standing there at the museum, I took the opportunity to get into one of them. And when I sat behind the big steering wheel, I knew, 
yeah, man, this is it. So I decided to get my truck drives license and the needed papers. And um, yeah, well, I started a journey of discovery within the transportation industry. And as you might know, there are a lot of preconceptions about truck drivers. And I wanted to find out if they were real and wanted to get to know more about the life and the challenges on the road, the trucks, the people. Because if I like being in a truck, how about that drive with all the others in the industry? And um, yeah, the more I got involved, the more interesting it got. Um, I got and still get amazing opportunities to meet interesting people in the industry, like truck drivers all over the world. Um, I'm allowed to drive newest trucks. And sometimes if the agenda permits, I drive goods as well. But in my opinion, it's too less to call me a real truck driver. <laughs> Um, that respect goes out to all of them who are on the road day in and day out, I must say that. So yeah, basically my literally big hobby became my job. And because I wanted to involve other people in my experiences, I start sharing my stories on social media and YouTube. And yeah, it's all an incredible experience and perfectly fitting my slogan, find out what drives you, discover your path and enjoy the ride. I think it's very important to do that in life yeah yeah i agree that, that that sounds like an amazing story and when when you're mentioning youtube i i, I just checked it uh, you just crossed 10,000 followers at youtube <laughs> so uh, congratulations Yay. to that one that, that that's amazing uh, celebration is going on i guess yeah uh, but let, let's come back to um to the beginning of corona crisis uh, to mm -hmm. to wrap it up from the beginning because uh, corona did something with with the whole industry and also with us so when was it that you realized first time that this thing called covid-19 wasn't just happening somewhere but happening here and also affecting us so what happened there what when did you realize mm, well yeah a lot of events and projects were already planned at that time in the beginning of 2020. And I was even arranging a European It's My Drive tour. Uh, but slowly but certainly, the media started to publish more articles and live blogs about the pandemic and soon followed by the cancellation of the first international events that got planned. I remember the first cancellation was the introduction of a new truck range in Gothenburg. And when the cancellation came in, I was wondering why the whole event was cancelled while the virus was not really in Europe at that time. But <laughs> let me say it this way, that was pretty naive because a couple of days later, the pandemic was on and really on. Yeah, it, it it sounds like, and when I remember what happened with with us or with me, I, I I have the same feeling. Everybody was not really believing and thinking that there's something, but then suddenly it was it was there. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. it was was there something like a key moment, something that you remember where you said, "Oh shit, now it's now it's there." Yeah, um, yeah. Looking back, I think it was. Sunday, the 15th of March, uh, that was the day that our Dutch government called out a so-called smart lockdown. And um, that evening, all the restaurants had to close their doors immediately. And yeah, that was pretty shocking. Um, I remember the Monday that followed, my agenda for the upcoming months got cleaned. Uh, the run on toilet paper started. Everybody was scared. It was silent on the streets. Uh, we all saw the terrible images from hospitals and the alarming messages came from truck drivers as well, that they had no place to eat on the road and weren't allowed to use sanitary anymore at their customers and along the road. So 
yeah, it was a weird time. I was also realizing at that day that we were writing history. And for me, it was time to immediately create a plan B and plan C for my business and just to keep an eye on what's happening in the industry. And of course, keeping an eye at my loved ones. That was important. That is still important. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Uh, I think that's that's the most important. I, I get from your from your story that you are in direct contact with truck drivers and that you know their lives very, very well. So what are their difficulties during the pandemic, especially during the first wave in spring? And can you maybe even also describe a day in the life of a truck driver and how the conditions became more difficult? Yeah, it was it was a very extraordinary experience, and uh, some carriers suddenly got no work anymore, and other carriers grew extremely. Uh, to give you an example, flower transportation, event transport, and driving drinks for cafes and restaurants stopped. So they had to find alternatives, and some of them switched to do logistics there, where there was suddenly a big growth, like delivering goods for the grocery stores. The positive thing was it was very calm on the road in, in the streets. So drivers were finally able to continuously driving instead of getting stuck and losing time in traffic jam. But on the other side, there were waiting lines to cross borders because of extra controls over there. Um, in the beginning, wearing a mouth mask wasn't mandatory in the Netherlands. So Dutch truck drivers had to get used to wear one in, for example, Belgium and Germany. It was a jumble of rules and there was a run of mouth masks, I can remember, uh, which weren't that good available at the time. At some places, truck drivers were suddenly seen as a boogeyman and, and sometimes treated like parias. Imagine they were not able to enter, for example, customers' terrain. So they felt very unwelcome. It, yeah, it was a crazy experience for them that their temperature could measure before entering a location and th that they had to wash and disinfect their hands so often in a day that their hands got in a bad condition. Almost all the sanitary along the road and at customers was closed. They weren't allowed to get inside buildings to use, for example, the toilet. Um, some companies did arrange a portable toilet outside, but Yeah, you can imagine that it isn't always that hygienic. And a lot of discussion started on, for example, Facebook groups um, about what to do in these emergency cases. So advices were shared. But the biggest problem was, and still is in some countries, not being able to get a proper meal. Drivers had to fall back on, on old school ways. And um, the ones with an onboard fridge and microwave, these were the lucky ones. Luckily, The possibility to take away food was created, but still eating in your truck, especially now, cold days, autumn, winter, is very lonely. So the social aspect of the work has gone. It sounds um, what you're um, what you're talking about out of the the real life of truck drivers that has been there now for the last let's say 10 to uh, 11 months during COVID sounds very dramatic and uh, I think it's something that many of our listeners especially also when they are let's say from the industry haven't realized uh, it, because the truck driver is just always there sometimes in time and sometimes not but he's just there. How long did it take before uh, authorities and governments became aware of that situation and that they had to do something that our uh, trucker heroes do not need to face new stressful problems anymore? So what measures were there and how long did it take uh, until there were help? Mm -hmm. I think it was pretty soon clear that they had to do something. Um, 
although it was all new for the organizations as well. And there could and should be even more awareness, in my opinion. Suddenly, outside the industry, truck drivers were seen as heroes. But unfortunately, it seems like people forgot about it very soon after the first pandemic wave. Some initiatives have been set up to create platforms, for example, that combine the carriers that suddenly had extra work with carriers whose drivers were at home so they could help each other. And sector organizations and transport-related media were updating online and on social media about all the new regulations in the different countries and were available to help companies and drivers with this. So if you uh, needed some information, then you can could go to, the, to their website to find what you needed. And um, the drivers and sector organizations called on to be hospitable to drivers and to offer them sanitary facilities and dining facilities, which is so important. And some truck brands, for example, and other companies went on a tour uh, to say thank you to truck, truck drivers and to give them the needed support. So they were handing out disinfection gel, coffee, fruit, etc. And I can remember one remarkable thing for a specific period in time the driving time regulations and driving bans in different areas and countries got eased. So the drivers were able to continue delivering the most necessary goods without being fined. Because after all, transport had to continue. So important. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I also remember the time when, when that was that was discussed. And we, we also know that legislation and regulations are uh, much different in different countries. So what, what are, especially in terms of COVID-19, what are the significant differences that made it hard for, for the truck drivers uh, between the countries? Because often truck drivers are in the middle of two countries, crossing one or two countries a day, especially when they are uh, on, a, on a long haul. So what is it that makes it difficult for them? Yeah, it makes it difficult that every country has its own regulations, like you say. And yes, there were differences between the countries. For example, in the beginning, wearing a mouth mask wasn't man mandatory in the Netherlands, but it was in Belgium and Germany and other countries as well. And in Germany, the regulations could differ per state. So that was pretty confusing. And I think every truck driver should be prepared for the worst and should bring an, so to say, emergency package when on the road. So enough food and a lot of water, uh, hygienic wipes and even, yeah, I must say it, a bucket or something like that. Yeah, it's a bizarre situation, but you have to have something in the case of emergency. Yeah, and we, we and we have no clue on how this will go on, especially now with the second wave. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 not clear, not clear at all. Uh, coming back to your own situation, how did all these uh, restrictions affect your work? Um, you mentioned already that suddenly your projects were cancelled or shifted, and uh, you had to move a lot of things from on the road to um, to the office to virtual. How were you affected? Well, um, I focused on things behind the scenes and creating and selling merchandise and editing old footage for YouTube. But the income decreased immediately, of course. Uh, I even applied for different functions, but unfortunately that didn't work out the way I expected it. And at the same time, I tried to keep in touch with the people around me as best as I could. Of course, a lot of people told me, hey, maybe you can drive goods. Uh, of course I can, but yeah, there were some things that made it practically impossible to do it at that time for me. Um, so yeah, it, it, it worked out well so far, but it, it's not the perfect combination, of course. This year, 2020 is pff, gone. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, everybody's looking for 2021 and hoping that the vaccine will be there quickly and that we go to a back to normal life uh, soon. But still, there is today's situation. And um, in many countries, in Netherlands, but also in Germany and uh, Austria recently, we are going into, into a second wave. It's, it's, it feels somehow like a new normal or like a routine that, that we have uh, this emergency situation there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I can't even imagine how it was before. <laughs> Sometimes I see on the television and commercials people hugging each other and, and getting close to each other. And I'm like, ah, that's, that you, you are not allowed to do so. That, that's what so are you doing there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, be, because we already had the first wave, I think truck drivers are a bit more used now to the so to say new normal of wearing masks mm -hmm. outside and washing hands a lot of times a day and keeping distance but yeah missing the social aspect so not being able to eat together at the end of a long working day and not feeling welcome at places is a thing no one will get used to ever i think yeah it's it's against our our uh, way of living this this missing the social interaction i think uh, this is what yeah. what everybody will remember very very uh, very very clearly also in also in future i have to say time is running amazingly fast and it felt like uh, just a couple of minutes now that we talked but we we have to come somehow to an end and i i would like to to use a, a closing question uh, looking into the future is there something Is there something good due to Corona? Is there something what we can take away, some knowledge or achievements that can help us in future um, for the truck drivers, for the industry, and maybe also for you personally? Is there any take that you have? I think in general, uh, there is more awareness now of the importance of transport and how important truck drivers are to keep the shelves full, for example, and how fragile this system basically is. Um, hopefully, this will lead to more recognition, respect and better working conditions in the transportation industry. And at the same time, uh, the society, so I'm, I mean people in so-called office jobs, experience that they are able to work from home. So there is no excuse anymore not to do that. Um, mm. It was and still is a relief on the road with the lack of traffic jams. And yeah, what we also saw is that such situations forces you to look for alternatives and to be creative and always have a plan B as an entrepreneur and company. And um, that we should follow these regulations in the future with normal influenza pandemics as well. And personally, I hope that we will keep the distance between strangers and that shaking hands and kissing as a way of greeting someone belongs definitive to the past. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Eileen, um, th thank you very much for this um, very, very interesting insights into the truckers' world. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, Likewise, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So um, to all listeners of this podcast, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and for being here and taking the look behind the mask. Stay tuned, uh, watch out for our next podcast series and uh, thank you very much and bye-bye.